The wild card round is officially in the book. Super wild card weekend is over. So we're going to talk about divisional round playoffs and running back bust and breakouts of the year. It's going to be a good one. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay. Talk it up. Here we is. Here we are. Hope y'all doing well on this fine Tuesday. It is Tuesday, the 18th of January. And uh, we just finished watching the Rams and Cardinals game, which was severely disappointing. Yeah, massive blowout. I mean, that's what I expect from Kyler Murray. Wow. This, I've never met a bigger Kyler Murray hater than you. I think it's I think it's actually bad for you because no one no one hates him like you. So I think there's something you gotta figure something out, man. It's there's okay. something that you gotta figure out. I like to be different. I don't wanna be I, like I don't to wanna be, be with everyone, you know, Colin Murray's cockroach. Okay. Um we got a good podcast for you today. First, let's talk about some news. What is going on here? All right, there's a change in Las Vegas. There's probably more changes coming, but GM Mike Mayock is officially out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. One of the best scouts in the last couple decades, one of the worst GMs. I mean, when he stepped into that GM role, all of the picks that he made were questionable, and it felt like every year, I was like, what are we doing here? Why Why was this the pick that you made? Everything after the Khalil Mack trade, every pick was questionable from that point onwards. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He he did good before he became the GM, in my personal opinion. Uh, you know, a lot, of, we, a lot of people relied on him a lot, relied on his information. He kind of hit the nail on the head the majority of the time. It felt like, at least in my perspective. But, um... Yeah, look, yeah. I wonder where he's going to go. Maybe I think him going back to, you know, scouting is the thing for him, in my opinion. Yeah, he definitely should be back, like, on NFL Network scouting. I mean, that's that's his comfort zone. Yeah. And honestly, that's where he thrives the most. Uh, there's a trending topic on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. At the end of the game, fans were throwing things at the refs, and Dak is backing it up, saying credit to them, saying, yeah, they should have which is super interesting to me because the Cowboys played like horseshit most of the game, had a bunch of uh, bad uh, mental mistakes, and the offense didn't look good. The defense didn't look good. Trayvon Diggs was getting burnt. But we're going to try and shape the storyline as if the refs were the reason we lost the game. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place, Yeah, in my opinion. The, there's um, there's also reports that Mike McCarthy could be fired. I don't, I don't so. think that's smart, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know, we'll, I know we'll a lot of people aren't a huge fan of the QB draw, but I thought it was the most efficient play. You know, let's just say that per that person didn't catch the ball, or mm. they'll still be, you know, on the on their forty, I think it was, or thirty five or something like that, and, and then he ran to like the you know the opposite side. You know, it was yeah. like forty five. 50 or 45 to 35 yard line something like that I, I i thought it was a smart play because it's qb draw you run up i guess maybe he forgot the mental aspect where you know the ref has to touch the ball or yeah. 
maybe it, he just didn't he just didn't know. And I thought it was he wasn't play. prepared. Like if when was, you look at it, it's just a lack of preparation. Like not knowing that that's how it had to go. You have to know that. You have to know that as an NFL quarterback. I think if you know, obviously the story would have been different. It would have been like, wow, Dak Prescott so smart, two hundred IQ. He he knew to give it to the ref. You know, the ref was still running with him. Like the ref was yeah. was way behind. I mean, so who's to say that they even would have scored after that play? One play left. It's yeah, not exactly. as if that really determined it was a everything. Hell Mary they, play, so. they should have been better the whole game. Seahawks star quarterback Russell Wilson wants to explore his options this offseason. This coming one week after another report stating he wants to be in Seattle his whole life. So who knows at this point? Yeah. Doesn't What's actually like going to happen? Doesn't look like it. He's coming to New York, hopefully. Mm, him, or Deshaun. Him, him or Deshaun. Nah, I'll take none. I'll, let's keep Danny Dimes in New York, please. Uh, the Steelers need a new quarterback because Big Ben is done. Apparently, third-year quarterback Dwayne Haskin has caught the eye of Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. Caught the eye meaning, man, this is not the guy. Hopefully, for Steelers fans. Hopefully, that's what that means. I told you. Uh, he, had a little, he had a little son, son in him when I saw him in preseason. So, I was like, mm. hey. If if he can have a good full season, which he's never had in the National mm. Football League, maybe with some training, you know, he sat down, he got really humbled. What makes you say he while, while he was quarter? at the strip club, right? While he was at the strip club, uh, after the strip club, During when COVID. he got picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin slapped him right. back and forth and was just like, "You want your eyelids right. cut it off?" That's what he said. Hmm. Yeah, look, I don't think he's a future, but could be wrong. Could be wrong. The Texans interviewed former Steeler wide receiver Heinz Ward for the vacant vacant head coach position. That was kind of out of the blue. That yeah. was a real surprise. Yeah, nothing special. There. I don't. I don't think anything's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, last thing I can think of as far as storylines and news. Is Derek Carr, his future is likely linked to the next head coach. If the next head coach likes Derek Carr, he's likely back. If not, they they could be moving on from him. If I'm honest with you, I don't see how the Raiders improve at quarterback outside of Derek Carr. So I think he'll be back, but that doesn't mean that he will be back for sure. What's you, Where's your opinion on that? Um, yeah, I think it all depends on, on the head coach. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't keep him. Uh, he's 30 years old. He probably has another four or five years in him if they get the right weapons around him. You know, he made the, he took this team to the playoffs. And, yes. you know, they, they're missing pieces still. But, you know, you have your running back. You have your tight end. You have Hunter Renfro, who, which is still, what, 27, 26 years old. If you can get another guy on the other side of Hunter Renfro, you know, I mean, maybe get somebody like else someone besides with like Deshaun a Jackson. bunch of speed. Someone with a bunch of speed, you know, someone young, maybe out of Alabama. That could be good. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or a bunch Jokes. of speed GGs. that's older and can't catch a ball. The GG's boys, thanks for playing. Uh, let's talk about the divisional round preview. All right. Wildcard weekend is over. It's now time to get a little more serious. How about the seven seeds showing up and getting dominated? The Steelers and the Eagles. Were those games worth watching? Was it worth having a seventh seed? I don't know. What do you Look, think? We, we won't. Clearly, it wasn't. And that's why. I'm not going to complain about extra football, but it wasn't. They weren't in uh, 
they weren't games that were very competitive. And I think people knew that beforehand. Correct. Okay. All right. In the NFC, we have the 10 and 7 49ers going to Green Bay. They just played amazing against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Played really, really well, both defensively and offensively. Debo was on firing all cylinders. Same with Mitchell. Garoppolo looked decent. Ayuk looked decent. And defensively, they played well, but what what about Joey Bosa? Will he be injured or will he be able to play? I know that he had that. Wasn't the concussion that he it was or a head injury I mean, towards it, the end of the end of the game? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's Joey Bosa and Fred Warner, who Fred yeah, Warner both. had like I think high ankle or knee um injury. Um we saw good signs of Fred Warner on the silence, but Joey Bosa, I don't think he came back onto the field. If yeah, I'm not mistaken. That is concerning. So look, we're gonna get some more information about that throughout the week. So stay tuned for that. But I think it's playoffs. Yeah. He's gonna try everything in his power to play. He doesn't Agreed. need to practice. I mean, apparently Jimmy G is also injured. He yeah. injured himself in that game. I think so he sprained his shoulder. Everyone's everyone's just playing through injuries at this point mm-hmm. on this team. And on the opposite side, everyone's getting healthy. For the Packers. I believe Bakhtiari's back. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Jari Alexander will play in this game. A bunch of people are coming back for Green Bay. They're only getting stronger. They were already the best team probably in the NFL. And now they're getting even better. Getting a top three cornerback in the NFL back. And you've got your other role players playing really, really well. It's at Green Bay. It really feels unlikely that the Niners will win this game. Uh, but we have to remember these team two teams have played already this year and it went down to the wire. The Niners were actually up. And I think there was like 50 seconds left on the clock. Aaron Rodgers had the ball. They drove it downfield, kicked a game winning field goal. Do you remember that? I think that was a Monday night football game. Yeah. Look, yeah, I actually do remember that. I think this game will be closer than expected. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think, this, yeah. This, this, these divisional round games are all going to be fairly close, in my opinion. There's going to be one by a field goal, you know, maybe a sack, maybe uh, you know, those two minute drives that we're all been waiting for. Um, I think this one specifically, we might be surprised. I, I have the Packers, in my opinion, going to Super Bowl on the NFC East side. Okay. Yeah, you know, we didn't actually talk about that last in in the last podcast. I wish we did made our predictions, but I actually have the the Packers going to Super Bowl as well. Yeah, so I have them going to the Super Bowl, not winning the Super Bowl. Um, if you guys remember, I said that I I think the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl this year, and they're playing the Chiefs. We'll we'll talk about them, but yeah, this is a close game. So you like, have you I, have Packers in this I, game. I right? have Packers in this game, but there's a you know how like you know I've I've been riding with the Packers the whole season. 49ers look good. I'm I thought they looked really good, and I don't think it's yeah. going to be an easy game for for the Packers. They looked good. I think the Niners will play well, but I don't think there's a difference in execution and talent between the two teams at at this point. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. I don't think that's a question. He is the MVP. They have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So if it's a cold, snowy game, A.J. Dillon's there. It's fine. A.J. can do his thing. Mm. And Aaron Jones is always going to be explosive. You've got Devontae Adams. Last game out when they played the Niners, 12 catches for 132 yards and a tutty and made some very impressive catches on that last drive. I don't know. I, I, I know most of the Niner fans. Look, at this point, they're playing with house money. So anything's possible. 
I mean, we we have seen this before. The Giants were nine and seven, and they were in the wild card. They they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So it's possible for a team to just go on a run, hit a hot streak, good coaching, uh, good execution. However, I do think the Packers win this game, and I think they win it thirty-one to twenty. Thirty-one to twenty. What about you? Yeah, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a field goal. You know, okay. maybe 31-28 or something like that. Thirty, I don't know, something along those lines. It's going to be one by field goal, in my opinion. Um, and they're playing in Green Bay. That's what's weird is that I, I'm just now getting this feeling, which is weird because I'm like, yeah, Packers going to win, but now it's like, man, 49ers, they actually have a chance. Yeah, I mean, every team in the playoffs now, like at this point, is a respected team. Any one of these teams could win if you look at it, honestly. I mean, we got Niners, Packers, Rams, Bucks, Bengals, Titans, Bills, Chiefs. All these teams are respected. So the wild card is like, mm, okay, there's definitely pretenders out here. But now all these teams are good enough to do it. They just have to hit right yeah. um, in these games. I do think the Packers take this one. I do believe they'll be in the NFC Championship game. And if they lose, man, that is going to be really tough for Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers is gone. And what about the legacy? Everyone's talking about how Packers always choke in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting. Playoffs. Playoffs. All right. And the other NFC game is the 12 and 5 Rams at the 13 and 4 Tampa Bay Bucks. This game feels very much up in the air, doesn't it? It does. Especially after seeing the Rams dominate the way they did. Yeah. I think the Rams flying all cylinders. They know how to utilize, you know, OBJ. Now they got Tyler Higby a lot more involved. They have, I guess, the one-two punch duo in Cam Makers and Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. This defense is 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 nice. Eric Weddle is going to have a lot another week of preparation to come mm-hmm. in and understand what he's going to be doing against Tom Brady. I mean, Eric Weddle played against Tom Brady for multiple years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, not multiple years. I remember Weddle was on the Chargers. Couple years, yeah. But like, sure. he, he definitely played against. I believe Tom he was Brady. Chargers and and Ravens. Yeah, so he's definitely played against them, so he understands. Yeah. Um, look, this game, another game that's very close. My prediction is that the Rams should win this game. So it's Rams. You think Rams win? I knock think out Brady. Yeah, I think it will be Rams Packers in the championship round. Okay. I think on paper that makes sense, right? Because the Bucks have lost a lot of defensive assets and they don't have Godwin. Don't have a B. Fournette's still injured. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of injuries on this team. These two teams have played before this season. Okay. And the Rams, this was week three. The Rams won 34 to 24. And to be honest, the Rams dominated that entire game. There was no Daryl Henderson. It was Sony Michelle. And now they have Sony Michelle back and uh, alongside of. Um, <laughs> Cam makers, excuse me. But they also had Robert Woods in that game. So will the offensive scheme look different? Um, the Bucks did not play their best game by any means. I mean, Stafford balled out last time these two teams played. Two teams played. 27 for 38, 343 yards and four touchdowns. Whereas Tom Brady, he threw 430 yards, but only one touchdown. And, and uh, the offense was definitely not firing on all cylinders. Now you don't have Godwin. Now you've got an injured Fournette, no Ronald Jones. So 
everything points to the Rams winning. I mean, they've gone all in this entire year. They went all in. And then when they were all in, they doubled down and said, let's go all in again. We don't have first round picks, but let's go get Von Miller. Let's go get LBJ, sign him for whatever we need to, Mm -hmm. and add all the depth that we need to make this possible. Yeah. But there's something about Tom Brady, man. There is, you just cannot account for what Brady means to a team. It's at Tampa Bay. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. And I do think it's Tampa versus Green Bay, a rematch of last year's NFC Conference Championship. I do think the Rams have a chance to win this game. They're probably favorites, but even away, uh, you know, playing away. But I am going to take Tampa Bay. I think Tom Brady is just too experienced in the playoffs. That was Matthew Stafford's first win in the playoffs. He has lost three games before that. The only three games that he's played. So, yeah. Well, now I'm going to go. I'm going to go Tampa Bay, and I'm going to say it's 28 to 24. So I think it's going to be a close game. Oh wow! Um, I would do like 35. You know, 35, 38 to probably similar to last time. 21. You said 21, Mm. 24 points. I think. Um, I think they'll score. You know. Okay. I, I I think the X factor here. The downfall for Tom Brady is he has no weapons. And mm. the upside of the Rams is that they actually have the defense. There's no one that they... The only person, yeah, they're a complete team. The only person I, I believe agree. that they have to stop is is Gronk. I think Mike Evans can technically be stopped. Not by anyone, but I think well, the Rams... Well, Ramsey, I mean, yeah, sheesh, I'm talking myself out of it. But no, I'm still taking bucks. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anyone else that can... That can step up. What is it? Josh Johnson or the court, not the quarterback, the uh, wide receiver. I think is Johnson. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Johnson. I don't Scotty think, Miller. I don't think it's enough. Scotty Miller. Rashad I don't think Perryman. it's enough. I don't think it's yeah. enough. You know, like, hey, if Tom goes out and wins the Super Bowl with this team, jeez, man. Well, we thought that that one year when he didn't have anyone in in the yeah. Patriots and he made it's it to before. the playoffs and he didn't know he didn't make it to the Super Bowl. He lost. He lost it. In no, the I know, I know. So I'm I, saying he's 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 advanced in the playoffs with worse teams yeah. for sure. All right, I got uh, Packers, Bucks, and the NFC Championship. You've got Packers, Rams. Will be mm-hmm. interesting to see how those games play out. In the AFC, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the twelve and five Tennessee Titans. Lots of storylines to follow here. A ton of storylines in Tennessee. I think they're getting Derrick Henry back and healthy, which is everything to their postseason success. The weather changes and they want to ground and pound with Derrick Henry. Do you expect him to be ready, and will he be the reason the Titans win? I think he'll be ready. He won't be the reason they win. Um, okay. I, I, don't, I, I don't see the Titans winning this game. I think the Bengals do. The only okay. way they just have... I, I, once again, I, don't, I just don't think there's enough. I don't think A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry is enough to win, even okay. though they've won some big games without them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, defense stepped up a lot of times for the Titans. They're playing at home. Yeah. I think the Bengals are just, they're just on a streak. It feels like it's kind of hard to stop them. But, yeah. This is up and, for me, this is up in the air. I w- right. I'm leaning more Bengals. If I had to tell you, it was like 55 to 50 type or 45 or something like that. 
you know however however oh you mean you mean percentages i thought yeah, you were saying like points. i'm I was leaning like, damn. i'm leaning more towards the Bengals just by like five points to the Bengals, okay. but it's not by much it's very very close um okay on who i think will win this game but i'm gonna take the Bengals. but i don't think derrick henry will be enough he hasn't he hasn't played in weeks mm. he, you know like Every time somebody comes back, they don't just come back after weeks and months and say, you know what? Yeah, give me give me the ball 30 plus times. I don't yeah. think he can do it. My, I don't my, think only, my only rebuttal to that is the Titans weren't in a place where they needed to rush him back. You know, if they were in the Colts position, maybe Derrick Henry would have already been back. You know what I mean? Um, I'm taking the Titans, and I love the Bengals. I'm a massive Bengals. Like, I'm turning into a Bengals fan. How how could you not be a Bengals fan at this point? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How could you not watch Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins? How could you not watch this team and, and be excited to watch them play? But the Titans have won all the games that they weren't supposed to win this year. Like, all the games, was like, the Titans are not going to win. I mean, they don't have anyone. They don't have Julio. They don't have AJ. They don't have Derrick Henry. They figured out a way to win. I think that had to do a lot with coaching. Um, and I, I do like Mike Vrabel. I like the coaching staff there in Tennessee. I don't think this Tennessee Titans team makes it to the Super Bowl, but I I am predicting that they're going to win this game. It's at Tennessee. Okay. I think Derrick Henry is going to be back. Julio's back. AJ's back. And um, I think the defense is good enough to keep this a competitive game. I, I think this is very much in the air. But I'm going to go Titans 34, Bengals 31. Uh, I think and I'm going to take the Titans. I'll be a little bit lower scoring. I think the Bengals score like 28, maybe Titans 10, 14. Maybe. Wow. Okay. So you're, like you're thinking the Titans are going to get, get their ass handed to them then? No, I think they will. I think they will score first and then the Bengals will just be like, all right, you know what? I'll give, yeah. you, I'll give you two back to back. We're going, yeah. we're going, you know, they go back to back touchdowns and then it will be hard for them to stop that streak or something. So okay. that's what I see. All right. This will be an interesting game. I am just betting on the organization as a whole in Tennessee. I, I just think there's enough there. And by the way, we better see a good game out of Julio if he's utilized. This is why you got him. You know what I mean? This is why you went out and bought, traded for Julio Jones. Can he help you? Because you already got to the playoffs last year. You already won a game. Yeah. So now you have Julio. You gave up a second round pick for him. Can he be an impact player to help them advance? Bengals are so hot. So it's so hard to bet against them. I'm just betting on the coaching staff in Tennessee. And I'm betting that Derrick Henry is going to be back. Last game uh, of the AFC champ or divisional round is the 11 and 6 Bills at the 12 and 5 Kansas City Chiefs. Both of these teams blew out their opponents. It wasn't even close for both of these teams. Yeah. It wasn't close. And, I mean, let's go back to last year. You know, mm-hmm. the AFC Championship. This, that's, you know, you saw the iconic picture. Iconic picture where the Bills were at home. The Chiefs beat them. And mm-hmm. was it at home? I don't know if it was at home. I think it was at Kansas City. Yeah. I think it was at Kansas City. And, you know, you saw Stephon Diggs looking, watching them celebrate. He was like, we'll be back. This is it. Right. Yeah, this is it. This mm-hmm. is the biggest moment. This is everything that Stefan Diggs has all year. He's been waiting for since that day. Um, and like I said, at the beginning of the year, I think the Bills win this game. The Chiefs is hard to beat. 
we saw glimpses yeah. of how the the Steelers can were stopping them, and maybe that was because you know they <laughs> they were. Are we going to talk about the Steelers stopping the no, Chiefs? And that's what I'm saying. Like glimpse. When I say glimpse, the first three drives where like they someone had a, puts up 42 points. They had yeah, a punt, no, I they had a punt the back first, and the first forth. quarter. They, for whatever sure. they yeah. did, I don't know if it was because the Steelers played good defense. Or maybe they got lucky. Maybe people dropped mm. the ball. Maybe Patrick Mahomes overthrew, whatever the case may be. But there was something there. Not saying that they're going to pull from that because yeah. I don't think they will. Their defense is a lot better. But I don't know, man. I think I yeah. I, I just think the Bills are going to win it all this year. Josh Allen is too hard to beat. He's too hard to stop. Mm. He's a double threat. You, can, you cannot take him down, it looks like. Devin Singletary has yeah. been on a tear. Stephon Diggs, Colt. They didn't even need Stephon Diggs last game. It was Colt yeah. Beasley, Gabriel Davis, and Dawson Knox. Shout out to Colt. Colt, yeah, Colt. <laughs> Colt Beasley. Cole Beasley. Cole World. Yeah, look, it is not without the realm of possibilities that the Bills win this game. I understand that. I am obviously going to take the Chiefs. You guys know that they've, like the Bills have been your Super Bowl pick, the Chiefs have been my Super Bowl pick, even throughout the ups and downs of the season. I remember there were two and five. People were, they're done. They're done. The dynasty's over. It's over. And it's uh, I said, I said, calm down. They're going to figure it out. And they did. Almost got the one seed. I'm really impressed with the last, I mean, you look at the last 10 games for this, this team. They've won, I think, nine of the last 10, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. These teams did play in the AFC championship last year. The Chiefs ended up winning 38 to 24. So they definitely took care of business. The reason that I feel better about the Chiefs now than when I did in week five is because the defense is so, it's so much better, much improved. The addition of Melvin Ingram has been great. Chris Jones healthy has been great. Uh, Tyron Matthews been doing his thing. And I think if the Chiefs can hold Josh Allen to under 20 points, I think they're going to win this game. If they can't hold him, you know, if, if, if the Bills put up 30, it's going to be hard. And that's a possibility, but there have been times when both of these teams have been stopped. Let's not forget that this is the same Buffalo Bills team that lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars by a score of six to nine. So what Bills team are we going to see? Are we going to see last week's Bills who blew out the Patriots, absolutely embarrassed them on national television? Or are we going to see the team that didn't actually show up in Jacksonville? You know, who's going to be caught off guard? I think both teams are great. Both teams have a good chance to win the Super Bowl, but at the end of the day, I'm putting my hope in Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I'm saying, Patrick, carry me home. He has won these games before. He has already gotten over that hump. There is less pressure on him, I think, than there would be on Josh Allen. Um, so I am going to be betting on the Chiefs in this game. I think the Chiefs win this. I'm gonna. Did I already give a, a prediction, a score prediction? No. I can't remember. I think that I don't know exactly what the score is, but I do think it's going to be close. I think the Chiefs win by field goal. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, I believe this. I mean, it's going to be a high scoring game. What that will look like, I'm not sure. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I'm with I'm with the Bills. I think they're the better overall team, in my opinion. Um, And sometimes it's hard to be it's hard to be stopped. It's hard to stop them. So, yeah. Sometimes when there's a, a game that you played previously and you saw how a team beat you, that gives you an edge and it gives you fuel on what to do differently. And I, I remember Monday Night Football this year when the Bills destroyed the Chiefs. 
they're going to look at that tape. They're going to look at a lot of things that happened in that game. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's an advantage or, or disadvantage either way, but um, I mean, look at Georgia. Georgia be- beating Alabama this year. They got dominated by Alabama earlier in the year, but Georgia was the best, most talented team. I think if you looked at these teams and you put them on paper, say who's the most talented, it's 50 50. So right. it's going to be a really, really exciting game right, to right. watch. All right. I'm- so I've, I've got Titans, Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Yeah. For me, it will be Titans, uh, sorry, Bengals, Bills. That'll be interesting. Um. Yeah, I have the Bills. I have the Bills taking it. I think. I think when you talk about the Jags, I think that was the Colts. I was like, I was thinking about it the whole time. I was like, I think you're talking about the Colts. I, th- I believe it was the Jags. I don't think it was the Colts, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I remember the Jags beating them six to nine this year. Oh, six. I thought um, you meant the last season, the, the last game of the season. Sorry. No, I was like, no, no. I thought no. That the was Jags, the, the two and six ran. Jags went out and, and when beat Josh Allen beat Josh Allen. <clears throat> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, Sky Hansen was going crazy. Yeah. Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we're going to move on to the bust and breakouts of the year running back edition. So basically, based off of ADP of last year's draft, we're going to talk about who broke out and who absolutely bust for your teams. What does ADP mean for anyone who's curious, Badaki? Yeah, average draft position where, you know, you take the pool of players where the draft where the draft average is. For example, our first guy on the list is Jonathan Taylor. Last year, his ADP was running back ten, so he was going as running back ten last mm-hmm. year, or uh, in the beginning of uh, this past year, and he finished as RB one. Yes, so sir. obviously, if you got him at the overall tenth pick, you you won. You pretty much won your league. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, like, he's a definition of a breakout. Honestly, yeah. this is the definition of breakout of the year. Led the league in rushing. Put up 20 total touchdowns. Oh, my God. He on X Games. He was dominant all year. Let's look at his his stats from 2020 to 2021 because it's it's pretty interesting to look at it. It's very clear that they decided Jonathan Taylor just needs to get the ball every play. Last year, 232 rushing attempts. This year, he had 332. That's 100 more rushing attempts from last year Mm -hmm. to this year. Over 1,800 rushing yards, five and a half yards per attempt, 20 total touchdowns, like we said. But what was interesting is that they didn't really utilize JT in the passing game more than they did last year. I thought that they would have done that, but maybe they were just so run heavy, so run focused that they didn't feel the need to do many screenplays with JT. Yeah, maybe it wasn't as successful in their minds. Maybe whatever analytics that they went through, they was like, you know what, let's just keep giving the ball to JT. And, and it worked out for them. You know, he finishes RB1. He was the most valuable player. I mean, I guess in a, fa- yeah. in, in a fantasy perspective, and maybe in the running back position, let's put it that way, in the running Outside back of position. Coop, yeah. Every, yeah, he was more valuable than everyone else, for yeah, sure. Yeah, everyone wanted him. You know, he started off, I think the first two games, he was like, oh, oh okay, okay, and then Jonathan Taylor took off. I and think, then it just never stopped. Yeah, it never stopped. So, hey. You know what's funny, though, is like in the playoffs, a lot of teams who had Jonathan Taylor might not have won the championships because mm. he let them down in a, in a couple weeks in the playoffs. I faced a team who had Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, and they all kind of let him down. I think that was in week 16, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, but looking at next year, and I guess in Dynasty as well, what are the questions that we're asking now? Like as far as 
how we value him going into the next year. Yeah, you, I think the biggest question is, in my opinion, you know, who's going to be the quarterback? I don't, I don't necessarily believe the quarterback is truly going to affect it because we saw that he, you know, according to the stats, he was mostly yeah. utilized on the ground. But I think the second best question or biggest question is, is, is this offensive line going to be the same? Is everyone mm-hmm. is everyone going to be coming back for another year with Jonathan Taylor, and hopefully, and if they and if they do stay, then that's great because I think he's locked in as the one hundred and one in fantasy drafts in twenty twenty two, in redrafts in my opinion, and and in dynasty. You know, I took him in a dynasty um, mock draft, and I was happy. I was happy with my team. I was happy with how it, it kind of turned out. I'm still going to be trying some different strategies. And I think yeah. you guys should too. By the way, we're going to do we're going to do some dynasty mock drafts. So make sure you join the Discord tonight. Yeah, we're doing mm-hmm. two this week: dynasty startup, superflex mock drafts. We're doing two of those tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe to our dynasty channel. We just launched it last week. It's been really fun. If you go to solo.to/slash/fantasylandfootball, you'll be able to find our dynasty league. You'll be able to find our Discord. If you want to join the Discord, you'll be able to get information on when those mocks happen and how to join. But yeah, you know, I think there is a case for him. So in redraft, 100%. I think he's the 101, no doubt. In Dynasty, I'm still, and you know this, I'm not a I'm not a believer of taking a running back if like the top five or six quarterbacks are available on right. the board. You know what I mean? I'm always going to take the quarterbacks. And I think that's just because I have always looked at, just look at three years ago. Who were the top running backs in the league in fantasy? Because they're not, they're not as good as they were just three years ago. Right. And quarterbacks can stay in the league for 15 years, you know. So I'm always going to take the top quarterbacks. But I think after like the Herberts and the, and you know the the Joe Burrows, I think there is a, a case to be made mm. for Jonathan Taylor. And of course, if you're going to be a win now team, different conversation. Like, yeah, go ahead and grab Jonathan Taylor. But um, yeah, I agree. Carson Wentz is an interesting topic. Uh, they did not commit to him. <laughs> which is uh, which is interesting because they committed to Philip Rivers. I don't know if you remember that. After, you know, before he retired, yeah, they were, they're like, yeah, we, we would have Rivers back for sure. Bring him back. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what, what, what I guess the question who, is. How, how do they upgrade? Exactly. You know, who is better than Carson Wentz? Do you bring in a rookie to have him sit underneath and have Carson Wentz kind of bring him up or – do you kind of just throw the rookie into it? You know, I mean, I don't. I actually don't Man, know. What a disappointment! It What's going to happen you were, if you were in that locker room? You know, you you yeah. just lost to the Jags. You missed out on the playoffs. That that has got to be one of the worst feelings. Probably, probably the biggest letdown in years for for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that he's the one hundred and one in redraft though. All right, our next running back breakout, Badaki. Who is it? Leonard Fournette. His ADP was RB32. Look, these are the guys he was drafted around. Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, A.J. Dillon, Michael Carter. He was supposed to be, quote, unquote. Well, he was drafted in the late sixth round in the 2021 fantasy drafts. He finished as RB6. I mean, if you were to tell me that Leonard Fournette finished RB6 before the season started, I would have said, you're dumb. You're stupid. Don't, don't, Mm -hmm. why are you talking to me? Now, now I'm the one that y'all are laughing at because I was telling y'all to draft Ronald Jones. <laughs> uh, he needs some milk. Uh, give my boys some milk on actually, that one. Uh, actually, my guy, unfortunately, uh, Ronald Jones. Hey, I do think Ronald Jones would have been a top 15 running back if he got the same opportunities. But yeah. we have to give credit to Fournette because he absolutely balled out. 
a, on the ground and in the air. He became the workhorse in this Tampa Bay offense. We, you said this on the video we made for YouTube, but we both expected this to kind of be a 50-50 backfield. Yeah. We did not expect it to be a workhorse for anyone. Mm. But um, his stats on the year missed three games, uh, put 812 rushing yards up, 69 receptions on 84 targets, which, by the way, was third in targets amongst running backs, was very active in the passing game, and he had 10 total touchdowns. Yeah. He had a great year. However, he I believe he's going to be 27 going into next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets signed to a long-term contract, but maybe a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal. Who knows? It's going to be team-friendly because if guys like Mike Evans are taking team-friendly deals, guys like Fournette are going to have to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think Tom's back? What What does this look like? What does yeah. this team look like and next I, year? And I think that's the biggest question, you know, is Tom going to come back? Are they going to re-sign, you know, Lenny? Are they going to re-sign Chris Godwin and, and everyone else? You know, they spent a lot of money and a lot of cap to bring all these people back, to bring yeah. A.B., Gronk, everyone on the defense, you know, and this team is going to look completely different next year. I think I think Lenny stays up until Tom Brady leaves. I think Tom Brady right. has another year or two left, depending depending on what's going to happen. Yeah. But I think he stays for one more year. In a dynasty perspective, Lenny, maybe I am trying to sell high in any way. Maybe I'm looking for a second. Yeah. And maybe a third and a piece, maybe. I'll take a chance on a Miles Gaskin. You got to get a second. You got to get a second. No, I know. But I'm saying, like, maybe I'll take a chance. If I think Lenny's really done after this year, and that's my true gut feeling, right. maybe I'll okay. take a third and a Miles Gaskin, a third and a Miles Sanders. If somebody's mm. a win-now team that really thinks that Lenny's going to pop off right. and resign, okay. maybe something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think the only way I'm I'm trading for him in Dynasty is if he's just the missing piece and I'm in a win-now window, you know? If I only need the RB2 and I'm, I can take a chance right now because his value is probably low enough to, to capitalize because he doesn't have a contract next year. But I mean, if Tom Brady goes out and wins the Super Bowl, who knows if he, like, why, why not go out on top at this point? Do you know what I mean? Why not call it quits? Yeah. But we've said that for a long time, but there, there's a lot of risk around him in this offseason. And if you trade for him in Dynasty, you could end up getting a, a top 10 running back next year or... You could be end up getting just a top 30 guy who's just a role player if the <laughs> yeah. offense changes, you know? Yeah. So the risk level is very high. But if everything remains the same and let's say Rojo is not re-signed, then where does Lenny go in redraft leagues? I, I personally think he becomes a late third round pick. Oh, man. Yeah, I think it has to be third round pick. I mean... Oh, oh. Uh, it's so hard because you don't know who is going to be going in that area. You know, like hypothetically late third round pick guys, you think of Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, you know, these were the guys last year at Korea hunt ish. It was Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds. Obviously all this is going to change, but you know, I think all depends on who's around. I think I'm going like mid fourth. I don't think he will yeah. fall to me mid fourth, but it's going to be close. It's going right. to be close, but I think I'm still going to go. I'm, I will take a chance on a Javante. I think I'm taking Javante in a redraft perspective before Lenny. You know, maybe I think Javante. If if Melvin's not back, Javante's a first round pick. 
personally, I think so. First round pick, you take a Javante. I, I I do believe so. I in do believe redraft. he ends up in the first round. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. If if Melvin's gone, first, well, like I do 11, I do believe so. 11, 10, 11, 12. Everything I've seen around the Twitter sphere is people are going to take him in the first round if Lenny's not back, and I don't think it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you. That's what I've been hearing. I'm comfortable taking him at the turn. You know, let's say I grab a yeah. Swift and kind of where Eckler was going last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine getting Swift and Javante because I think Swift will go at the end of the first, depending on some people. They're still questioning him. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, look, it all depends on what happens with Ronald Jones. I mean, um, with, with Lenny and if he does come back. But, yeah, fourth round, early third round, um, in my personal opinion. But, look, let's continue. Our third yep. guy on this list, the guy that finished RB5, James Connor. His ADP mm-hmm. was RB35. Once again, yes, fin- finishing around Ronald Jones or drafting around Ronald Jones, Zach Moss, Sony Michelle. He was drafted in the eighth round. Yeah. Wow. Great value. Ab- Insane value for a guy like James Conner, yeah. who I was completely out on. I think you were completely out on, if I remember correctly. Yes. We thought Edmonds would be the most valuable, but we didn't even believe in him all that much. But to be drafted RB35 and return a value of RB5, it's insane. And I said this on the video because we make a video for some of our podcast content on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasylandfootball. But I said his year was really defined by two parts. It's the pre-Chase Edmonds injury. Mm-hmm. He was just a goal line touchdown guy. I mean, he would come out of a game with 30 total yards and three touchdowns, you know, <laughs> and yeah. like you're playing him and in the first half he has 10 yards, mm-hmm. but then he puts up two touchdowns in the second half. I mean, it was extremely frustrating. And then the post chase Edmonds injury, that, that sort of, um, part of his, his season, he was a do it all back. I mean, he was in that time period without chase, he was top three in targets amongst running backs. So there's a lot of questions going into next year. Yeah. Will he return? Will Chase Edmonds return? Will none of them be back? And, and you know, there, this is, again, just like Leonard Fournette, a lot of risk in dynasty perspective. In redraft, we will know by the time we draft. But what about if you're in a dynasty league? Are you going to go go out and get James Conner if you're in a win-now window or you're just kind of avoiding the situation because there is so much uncertainty? I wonder what I can get for James Conner. If I can throw mm. a third in a low piece... I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do a first or a second. It has to be a third, and maybe a piece that a guy that I don't like. Really, what would it take to get James Conner? Is what you're saying? Yeah. If I if okay. I if I can package a third and somebody that is not tremendously valuable to me, I'm interested in yeah. taking James Conner. He's only 26 years old. Yes, he's been you know hindered with injuries in the past, but maybe if, let's just say he signs another a two year extension. I'm inter- yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I'm on the opposite. Like, if I am not complete, if I'm not looking at my league and saying I'm going to win this year for sure, then I'm probably looking to sell James Conner. I mean, I know that he had a great year, but part of me wonders if he stayed healthy because it was a split backfield for so long. I, I really question that. Like, what if he was yeah. the workhorse the entire year? Would the injury have come sooner? But I mean, my guy put up 18 touchdowns. Surely the offense changes. I mean, James Conner is 100% on for touchdown regression next year. Like, I don't, there's no way he scores over 15 oh, touchdowns. A, next 100%. And I don't think he will finish top five running back either. I no, think, he's I think he can, top 20, maybe. Yeah, I think he can finish top 20, which I don't think is terrible. 
And I guess I guess next question will be where are you drafting him next year? Then is the same thing if Leonard Fournette, James Conner on the board with James, they both come back. They're both the lead running back, right? Yeah, I think I would take Fournette first, but I do think that he'll probably be a late fourth round pick, James Conner, and it will be a risk pick. It really will be because just because he did this this year doesn't mean that he's going to be the same player next year, a year older. Like every year for an aging running back is crucial, you know? So I'm probably going to sell high on him in dynasty leagues if I have him, to be honest with you. But, um, but amazing year. And we have to give him props. Everyone, I think, including us said, yeah, he's done. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing left there. We had no hope for this man. Uh, all right. Our last breakout of the year. You've probably been listening and saying, wait, wait a, wait a goddamn second. Where is Elijah Mitchell? Here he is. Mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell, another breakout of the year. My, m- the way I view this, this year's James Robinson. Okay. Right. I know he didn't finish where James finished last year, but he also missed six games. Yeah. He missed six games, finished the RB 26, and had just under 1,000 rushing yards, six total touchdowns. I mean, if he played six more games, who knows what that stat line could have looked like. Yeah, look, Elijah Mitchell, something special is going to happen here in the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I like this kid. I really like this kid. He he is something special, and I think the biggest question is, in my opinion, what's going to happen next year? You know, obviously yeah. Trey Lance is going to – the expectation is that he's going to be the starting quarterback. Um, he's a mobile quarterback, so that you, scares me, you expect him to – take a little bit take some opportunity away from a running back and the second question is what the hell is going to happen with trey sermon (laughs) is he is he alive still Uh, is he even on the team maybe he actually died before the season began that's the question yeah they 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 never told us that he actually died he's physically not alive anymore (laughs) that's terrible he's gone but i think these are the biggest questions another question is are they going to draft a running back the 49ers always draft a running back they're always a running back by committee we never thought maybe not this year maybe in two or three years that elijah mitchell was going to be the guy we thought trey's trey sermon was going to be the guy if raheem also could have stayed healthy he was going to be the guy there was a we were actually upset that mitchell went to san francisco after sermon because like why we thought he could be a really good player yeah but then we were like oh he's buried in that depth chart like there's Mm -hmm. no way he gets work and then he ends up winning people or getting people to the playoffs at Mm -hmm. least super impressive our dynasty rankings will be out this week on patreon patreon.com slash fantasyland fam um Close friends plus and above get you our dynasty redraft rookie rankings. Currently scouting all the rookies and putting together our, our dynasty rookie rankings. But those will be out soon. And Mitchell is a really, really hard player to rank in dynasty. I've found it very difficult to rank him. Uh, I don't know if I want to be conservative. Um, I, I do think he falls within the top 20. But where I place him from 15 to 20... It's it's hard. I don't I don't I don't personally have him above top fifteen, but I don't know about you. I, I don't have him above top fifteen at the moment. The only and I agree it is it is difficult. I think the other question is like you know who do you do you you can't trust the 49ers backfield because they exactly. rotate too much. Do you go with the four? Do you go with the guy that you know is talented mm. that maybe. 
by the midseason won't get the, the, the full workload? Or do you go with somebody that is probably injury-ridden, we know he's talented, but, like, he's mm-hmm. been inconsistent. For example, I think of someone like a Josh Jacobs, a Monty. Right. You know, those guys in that area-ish. Mm. I, I want Elijah Mitchell over them, over those guys. But I don't know. Let me ask know. you, what, would you rather have Elijah Mitchell or J.K. Dobbins? <laughs> J.K. Really tough, uh, eh? Really tough. Yeah, that's tough. I, I would personally want – I would say J.K. because I know that offense. Yeah. And I know that he will get utilized. But And the ACL doesn't scare me as much as Cam Akers' injury, personally. Right. Um, although Cam looked great today. He looked great. And uh, we're going to have a video about Cam Akers on our Dynasty channel this week. Check it out, people. All right. We, uh, we had breakouts, but uh, when there's breakouts, there's always busts. So let's talk about the running back busts. Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust. Uh, first bust is <laughs> Christian McCaffrey was the 101 in pretty much every league. I don't think there was a league where he wasn't the 101. Finished as the running back 38. Uh, I understand that he was injured, but we had to put him on this list because this is two years in a row where if you had the 101 and you drafted Christian McCaffrey, you're devastated. And guess what? I experienced this two years in a row. I never had the 101 ever in my life. Last year in 2020, I had it. This year in 2021, I got it again. And I took CMC both of those years in, in both 101s and in the last two seasons, CMC has missed 23 games, mm. 13 in 2020, 10 in 2021. When he was on the field, he was electric, averaging 23 and a half PPR points per game. But where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? How, how do we trust him going forward? And, you know, I almost wonder if his workload might change yeah, because of the injuries. And, and everything you're saying is valid. I don't think you take you take the risk. Take the chance. You know, it's the same thing when Dalvin was coming back off that injury. Oh, man, Dalvin's injury prone. What's going to happen? You, we know the talent in Dalvin. Okay, you know, what about Derrick Henry? We're going to see a decline. There's no way he's going to get 35-plus touches a game. Hmm. Derrick Henry goes back-to-back, hmm. you know. But he got uh, injured. Yeah, but then, then he gets injured. I mean, yeah. <laughs> look, you still have to take the chance. If CMC is yeah. – I don't think he's going to be the 101 – I do believe it's going to be CMC. I mean, sorry, Jonathan Taylor, not in any particular order. Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Alvin, and then CMC. Those are the top five. It just yeah. depends on who you like. What There's a case for Najee there, though. There's a case for Najee there. Mm-hmm. There's a case for Swift. Joe there's Mixon. a case for Mixon. Yeah, there's a lot of players who could. I mean, we did a redraft mock for 2022 last week just for fun. And... He was the 106. He was the sixth player selected. So yeah, I, I in the way I look at it is, if Christian McCaffrey goes from being 100% snap player to 65 to 70% of snaps he's playing, is he still going to be a top 12 running back? I think so. I, I do. I do really think so. But will he get injured again? Because there's a high risk of re-injury. Um, but yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, again, this is someone who people were taking, uh, with the one Oh two, one Oh three in dynasty startups last year. And I strongly advised against it to everyone doing it. Not because I knew anything about CMC, but just because of the running back position. And now here we are with so many questions 
um, on CMC. Yeah. We obviously hope that he gets back to that form, but there's also rumors about him being traded. So we actually it, have no idea what's going to happen next year. Uh, yeah. You know, where you should draft him. Is he going to be on the same team? What the workload is going to look like? I think we'll have a better picture of what this will all look like closer to the season. Yeah. But this is just a conversation. He's definitely still a top six pick, though, for sure. Like, I, he, I think he should so go in the top six. I think so as well. I think that. If you were to take CMC at the one on one, it would it will be a mistake. It could it could be for sure. It, honestly, though, if he stays healthy, it might not be. Well, who yeah, knows? Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? All right, this next bust is not exactly Badaki's favorite, but no. we do have to talk about it. Saquon Barkley mm. was the running back eight off the board, finished as the RB thirty. What happened, man? What happened with Saquon? Uh, it's just everything he got. Another high ankle sprain. This offensive line was absolutely terrible. Um, the head coach didn't coach well. Clown <laughs> the, show. The, yeah, it, it, it was bad. It was bad all around and not from the player standpoint, but all the way up to the head office standpoint. And I think that we're, that's really hinders, you know, Saquon's ability. And I know, you know, he's he's missed some time this year and what's going to happen next year. It's all up in question. It's really all yeah. one question. It's tough, man, because even in games when he was playing, personally, he I don't think he looked good. I really do think that he's lost a step. And that's not to say that he's not a top 12 talent at the running back position, but I, I do think he has slightly lost a step. He missed five games this year in the preseason. We talked about that a lot. How many games will he miss mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. from that ACL injury? Got injured again. But... There were eight games this year where he played and he scored under 10 PPR points. In all of those games, if you average them, he was averaging 5.3 PPR points in those eight games. Only two games over 20 points. So obviously it comes down to question like, was it Saquon or the, or the, or the team? I think it was a combination of both, but I don't think that Saquon is the most talented, can do it no matter what running back anymore. I'm just going to be honest. And I would be hesitant if I was New York to sign him to a long-term deal. But where do you, where do you sit? Because your heart is kind of entangled here. No, look, as a Giants fan, I can see how Saquon wasn't able to put up the work he, he could. I mean, I watch every single Giants game. I've yep. sat down, and, and you can see how everything just crumbled. He couldn't get past the offensive line. Every the majority, almost every single play he ran, when they gave him the ball, it was behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you know, and bad. he couldn't get past it. And then when he does get past it, it was a holding. When something ha- big happened, it, it was a flag or so, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I I don't I do agree that maybe he lost a step. I don't think he lost a full step. I think he lost a half a step. I think he still needs. To, <laughs> I think this. I, love it. I know this whole year was still him gaining his confidence because he didn't have a massive run. When you see those okay. these big massive runs, you get excited. It was it was like once every seven games, <laughs> yep. you know. So, I yeah. And Dynasty, man, I want to be honest. I'm really glad I don't have him in Dynasty. Not mm-hmm. because I don't believe in him, because I have no idea what to do now. Like I I have no idea if I sell, if I hold. Let me tell if you this. I try and buy him low. I mean, he is. And in, in, in those situations, typically, I just ignore it. I, I, I don't try and pursue it at all, and I think that's my perspective yeah. in this offseason. I think if there's somebody out there listening to this and you're a Saquon Barkley owner, 
and you don't know what he, what they're going to do, I think you should wait until they hire the GM and head coach. Right. And maybe you don't know who the GM and head coach is. Come ask me the question, and I'll tell you if I'm if I believe they're going to keep Saquon. <laughs> I'm not saying I know okay. them. I'm not saying that. Oh, hey, okay. I'm not, I thought you're like. I thought you were about to say, yeah, it's Brian Flores. No, 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 no. I, I don't think so. You don't think so. You don't think so. I mean, okay. I hope so. Deshaun, hey, bro. If we get Deshaun Watson, Brian Flores, no. and Saquon stays, we're not. You're setting your expectations way too high. Sometimes it's you have probably going to be Daniel Jones. Sometimes you have to. I've learned as a Washington fan not to. Oh, but because... we're a top tier organization with the New York Football Giants. Oh, you are? When's the last time you've been to the playoffs? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Top tier. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, thanks guys for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, this was episode 182. We will be back next week to talk about the championship round of the playoffs and wide receiver bust and breakouts of the year. Uh, Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. If you want to do any of the following, then you should know about Patreon. If you want to support what we do, if you want access to dynasty, rookie, and redraft rankings, if you want to play in a dynasty or a redraft league, if you want advice on what trades to make, advice on mock drafting, on um, grades on your drafts, if you want us to um, give our opinion on trade offers, all these things and above year round, if you want to be a part of them, patreon.com slash fantasyland fam. There are new leagues opening, right, Padaki? Yeah, there are new leagues opening. You, you know, we already have one person, and they are signed up to the Charlie League. We mm-hmm. have Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and once again, we're going to be filling up these these uh, these leagues. The yeah. more people sign up, the faster. You know, the the faster we can draft. We can have a real draft right after um, fantasy draft if you, if you truly want to. I mean, it all depends on what you mean. Want. NFL draft, the NFL draft. Soon. Yeah. So the other thing is. Um, is oh my god my mind is completely blanking <laughs> oh we we just uh th- we just unlocked a feature on patreon where we can offer a yearly subscription yes. okay so right now it's monthly but for everyone listening you can now sign up to a yearly subscription and we offer a 10 percent discount off the price if you do sign up for a full year so check it out patreon.com slash fantasyland fam enjoy your week guys enjoy the games um, we're going to be pumping out content. It's not like the podcast isn't all we do. Where can people find all of our content, Padaki? Yeah, YouTube.com slash FantasylandFootball. YouTube.com, if I'm not mistaken, Dynasty. We don't have We don't, we don't have, have that uh, we don't yet, have but it yet. Solo. Solo, yeah. Solo.tl slash FantasylandFootball. Go check it out. All the links to our Dynasty channel. Um, our re- I guess I guess you can call it our redraft channel. And every all the content that we put out is on there. So go check it out. Support us. We're putting up a lot of trade for videos, buy buy sell videos, you know, running back bus, quarterback bus, all that stuff. Yeah. Check it out. All right, guys. Have a good rest of your week and we'll see you next week. See you there. See you there. Hey. Hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.